Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sports Radio 1019 FM. The band. WFAN. Welcome to the New York Penitentiary. The Knicks are absolutely rolling. And if I was one of those top four teams in the Eastern Conference, I would not want to see these New York Knicks in the postseason. This is EJ Stewart filling in for Sal Licata. You're listening to WFAN. We'll be putting some respect on Leon Rose's name a little bit later in the show. I'll also talk about why the Jets should not be getting back with their quarterback X. Why Jacob DeGrom's conscience won't allow him to forget about his baseball ex. And who is the real ace of the New York Yankees? We'll discuss it all on the fan number to call in, 877-337-6666. Let's get it going. Eastern Conference, you have a New York Knicks problem. The Knicks are no longer a cute story. The Knicks are no longer a team that's just kind of heading in the right direction. With tonight's destruction of the Boston Celtics at home, the Knicks are now the Eastern Conference team that none of the top four teams in the East want to play in the postseason. Not only do the Knicks now look like a lock to make the playoffs, I think that they absolutely could win at least one round in the playoffs as we stand here in February 28th. 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Tonight's win was massive, and I know we will be talking plenty about this game. But I want to kind of broaden the picture and widen the picture and take a little bit of a macro look at what this team is right now. The Knicks have won six straight games. They are now undefeated since trading for Josh Hart, a phenomenal move by Leon Rose. They have just not just beaten these teams recently, They have beaten these teams into submission. I mentioned calling this era of the New York Knicks the New York Penitentiary. It is inspired by the WWE Tag Team Champions, the Usos. I am a huge wrestling fan, so bear with me one second. They are long-reigning champions, and when they go up against opponents, they tell opponents, welcome to the Uso Penitentiary. That is because... When teams face the Usos, they go into lockdown. And what I've seen from the Knicks recently and the way they're beating teams down, these teams are not just coming to Madison Square Garden and losing to the Knicks. They're being pummeled by the Knicks. They're being locked down by the Knicks. So to me, this is not just 
basic run-of-the-mill New York Knicks basketball, the Knicks deserve a nickname. We had uh, the we we the we here team from 2021. We had Knicks tape from 2013. I'm calling this the New York Penitentiary. And like any penitentiary, you got to do a roll call. So when I talk about the fact that the Knicks have been beating down these teams recently, let's do a roll call of these recent wins. You got slick talking Spencer Dinwiddie and the Brooklyn Nets. Lockdown. Beaten by 18 points on February 13th. Let's talk about the so-called king of Broadway, Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks. Lockdown. Pummeled by 21 points on February 15th. Fired their head coach because of how embarrassed the Knicks made them look. C.J. McCollum, Brandon Ingram, and the New Orleans Pelicans. Locked down. Pummeled by 22 points on Saturday. And last night, the Boston Celtics, Jason Tatum, locked down. Beat down by the Knicks by 15 points at Madison Square Garden. The Knicks play these teams and coaches get fired. Coaches complain in the postgame about not getting free throws like you saw from Joe Mazzula last night. Coaches like Willie Reed and Nate McMillan look beside themselves saying, man, that was a physical team. We couldn't match their energy. They just look like they don't even know how to explain what happened to them when they see this Knicks team. And speaking of last night's game, I thought the most telltale sign about how dangerous this Knicks team right now is watching Jason Tatum rage quit on the court. Because that's what he did. Whenever I see a player in a semi-competitive game go after the refs the way Tatum continued to go after the refs, he didn't want any part of the Knicks anymore. He wanted no part of that game. He wanted out. He quit on that game. The Knicks, in their defense, their physical play, and the, albeit I will be fair to him, a horrible officiating on both sides in that game. It had Jason Tatum, one of the NBA's best players, one of the top scorers, a likely finalist for MVP, beside himself to the point where he got thrown out of the game. He didn't want any more part of this. The Knicks are not just beating these teams. They are beating them into submission. And when you talk about postseason basketball, one of the most important qualities for any team to make a big run is to know exactly who you are and what your identity is. We are starting to see this Knicks team understand who they are and understand their identity. This team is physical. They give you nothing easy on the offensive end. When they have the ball offensively, they have multiple bucket getters led by two stars in Brunson and Randall who both play a, also a, a physical brand of basketball. So not only are you getting physical brand of basketball defensively, you're getting a physical brand of basketball on the offensive side as well. Brunson attacks the basket. Randall attacks the basket. R.J. Barrett attacks the basket. Mitchell Robinson is a monster on the offensive glass. They beat you up, physically and metaphorically. I mentioned how the defense is improving. They are now third in the league in field goal percentage allowed. They're now fourth in the league in three-point percentage allowed. And we know this team is capable of playing this brand of basketball against those top four teams in the Eastern Conference. They split with the Sixers this season, were competitive in every game. In fact, I think they gave a couple of games away against the Sixers this season. They took two out of three from Cleveland, who's sitting at four. They also gave one away to Cleveland. They could have swept Cleveland this season. 
And now they've taken two out of three from the Boston Celtics. And I know you will sit there and say, well, EJ, they played this game without Jalen Brown. So how much stock could you take into this win? I'm taking all the stock into this win. Nobody is coming here to, uh, to, to, to put a damper on my Knicks party right now. Because the Boston Celtics coming into this game were 10-1 and one in games played without Jalen Brown. They've played 11 games without Jalen Brown. This is not... This was not something they're not used to doing. This is not something that they're not accustomed to, to adjusting to. They're not. This is not something that they're unable to overcome when forced to play without Jalen Brown. We've seen them play at a high level without Jalen Brown for a good chunk of this season. They've only lost one game in, in ten and eleven with them without him, and now they've lost two, ten and two now because of the Knicks beating down the Boston Celtics at the Garden on Monday night. Now. The Knicks were swept by the Milwaukee Bucks. And if I have to be honest, that is probably the one team I wouldn't feel great about in this series against the New York Knicks. Giannis Antetokounmpo, in my opinion, the best player in the NBA, is just an absolute monster. He gets all your guys in foul trouble. Um, Holiday and his ability to defend him guarding Jalen Brunson. It's a tough matchup. It's a tough matchup, no question about that. I'm not going to sit here and say that the Knicks would just run over the Milwaukee Bucks. But what I have seen from the New York Knicks is every time they've played against the Bucs, they've played extremely competitive games. They could have won the last two games they played against the Bucs in Madison Square Garden. Those were absolute bar burners, and the Knicks could have won both of them. So all the qualifiers about why we were told not to believe in this team are beginning to erode. When Mitch Robinson went down, people said the Knicks were going to fall apart. Well, that didn't happen. People said the Knicks didn't have a chance unless they added a piece at the trade deadline. And there was skepticism about whether or not Leon Rose could add a piece that would actually make a difference on this team. Well, he had Josh Hart, who's been one of the most uh, one of the, the most impactful trade deadline acquisitions in the entire NBA. The schedule, which I heard over and over again, was going to brutalize the New York Knicks. The Knicks had this incredibly tough schedule. They were playing some of these games without Mitchell Robinson, and that this could end up being kind of the make-or-break part of the next season, and maybe they would fall in the standings playing this very difficult schedule. That they'd gotten fat earlier in the season by beating up on teams that were bad or teams that were playing without their stars. Well, the Knicks went through this hellacious stretch of the schedule, and they've moved up in the standings. They haven't slipped in the standings at all. In fact, they're playing now their best basketball against some of the best teams in the NBA. In fact, now when you look ahead... And we ask, can the Knicks keep this fifth spot? New York now has, according to Tankathon.com, the 17th remaining toughest schedule in the NBA. Just a couple of weeks ago, it was like fourth because of some of these tough teams that were playing in a small, in a small sample size. They had the Heat, they had the Celtics, as you saw, they had the Nets. This was supposed to be a situation where the Knicks were going to be in a lot of trouble. Now the Knicks are out of that black hole and now the schedule gets a lot easier moving forward the Knicks are going to hold on to that fifth spot I called my shot on the orange and blue bloods podcast and Odyssey original WFA original on the New York Knicks hosted by myself and my good buddy Tommy Beer one of the best NBA writers in all of the land and we had a mailbag episode and I was asked can the Knicks well what was the Knicks ceiling in terms of the standings and I said the Knicks are going to get the fifth spot the Nets look like a mess right now. 
they look like a team that does not have an identity. And that's to be expected considering you lose two Hall of Fame type players like Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Credit to the Miami Heat. They had a, a, a big win last night over the Philadelphia 76ers. They were in an absolute tailspin recently, a game they had to get. So the Heat will stick around, but the Knicks winning this game against one of the against the best team in the NBA, the team with the best record, and holding serve, keeping Miami two and a half games back. The Knicks are definitely going to make the playoffs. Atlanta's not catching them. Washington's not catching them. None of those teams in that playing situation are going to catch them. If somehow Miami catches them, I would be surprised, but they're definitely not falling beyond six. I think Brooklyn's going to fall apart. And now you look at this Knicks team and you say, okay, you got something here. You're cooking with gas. And I'm excited about where this team can go. I think a lot of these matchups um, are a lot favorable than maybe people think. Because I think sometimes when we think about some of these top teams, they have kind of uh, they have name brand players. And I think oftentimes we kind of dismiss the Knicks. They don't have established stars. So a lot of there's a lot of actually it's kind of funny. I didn't mean I didn't want to mention it, but I'm going to mention it anyway. I, I had an exchange with uh, uh, DJ Bienemy. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing his name. Former Jets writer on Twitter, and I had mentioned um, this was after the Pelicans win. So I was already I've I've been on this train for a minute now. The Knicks are a team that nobody wants to see. But I mentioned how the Knicks. We're going to be a problem for these top four seeds in the Eastern Conference. And I got the usual LOL Knicks. They're going to get bounced in five in the first round with ease. I'd like to know people who watched this Celtics destruction and, and, and can look at me with a straight face and say, yeah, that same Knicks team is getting washed in the first round of the playoffs. We got to let go of 2021. There's so much anxiety about what the Knicks are capable of doing this season because of what happened in 2021, the we here New York Knicks, it was uh, the Big 12, as they called themselves as well. Plenty of nicknames for that team. There was so much excitement. You had the side talk videos, guys going crazy outside of Madison Square Garden after Nick wins. It was a blast. But they went into that playoff series against the Atlanta Hawks, a series that I think most Nick fans thought they were going to win, and they got smashed. No question about it. There's no, there's no sugarcoating what happened. They got absolutely smashed by the Atlanta Hawks. But this Nick team is not that team. Okay, that Nick team did not have Mitchell Robinson. That Nick team was playing Reggie Bullock 35 minutes a night. That Nick team was playing Alec Burks 25 minutes a night. Derrick Rose was starting at point guard because Alfred Payton couldn't do anything at the point guard position by the time the series moved to Atlanta. R.J. Barrett was a baby, essentially, his second year in the league. Julius Randle had just came into his own as a star, and we learned quickly, did not know how to handle the pressure of being the top dog uh, in a playoff series at Madison Square Garden leading the New York Knicks. And he played against the Atlanta Hawks team that clearly was playing out of their minds. That team then went on and beat the Sixers. They, they were playing hot. This, that situation is not the situation. This team has an, a guy in Julius Randle who's better than he was two years ago. He's a two-time All-Star now. Now, instead of Alfred Payton, think about Alfred Payton playing point for the New York Knicks. You took him into a playoff series. Now your starting point guard is Jalen Brunson, a guy who was averaging 30 points for like two months of this season. He's your starting point guard now. Now you don't got Reggie Bullock being forced to play 35 minutes a night. Now you got Quentin Grimes. Now you got... Barrett, who's improved. Now you've got Josh Hart. Think about the backups. You were playing Todd Gibson in that playoff series. Isaiah Hartenstein, that's all. Shout out to my man, Sal Licata, 
I heard a caller talking about what we're going to do with Hardenstein. What we're going to do with Hardenstein? Hardenstein's been playing great for like a month and a half. I know he was he, he had a miserable stretch, and I had been calling for him to be out of the rotation. So I, I'm not going to act like he's been playing great all season. He didn't necessarily have the greatest game tonight. He had some weird, he traveled a couple times. I don't know what he was on tonight. But Hardenstein's defense, Hardenstein's hustle, he's been finishing around the basket. Hardenstein's been great. He's an upgrade over Todd Gibson. I mean, you got to be kidding me. I mentioned Hart. Obi Toppin's improved. Emmanuel quickly. Emmanuel quickly is a stud. Another big game tonight. He's improved from two years ago. This is an entirely different Knicks team. So when I look at the Knicks and we look at what could be with this season, I'm looking at a second round appearance in the Eastern Conference playoffs, most likely. Because I like the matchup with Philly. Philly is a team that is not athletic. They're a little slower. They're a little older. They have a coach who... Has, is is notorious for gagging playoff series away. So any trepidation I have with Tom Thibodeau, which I have plenty, kind of subsides a little bit when I see Doc Rivers on that other uh, on that other bench. That's not to mention even James Harden, who's also been known to not necessarily play his best in the postseason. So I'm 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 I have no problem seeing Philly. Embiid's a monster. I don't feel good about seeing him, but Mitchell Robinson's one of the best defensive defensive centers in the league. I'll take my chances. And Cleveland is a team that doesn't have the kind of experience in the postseason that, honestly, some of the Knicks players have. Because remember, Jalen Brunson took his team to a Western Conference Finals. Something that Donovan Mitchell has never done. Donovan Mitchell is a star. I think you could call him a borderline superstar at this point. He's never gotten past the second round of the postseason. None of those other guys have made the playoffs. Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, Darius Garland. They just got rid of Kevin Love. He wasn't playing much anyway, but he would have been the only guy that had any real experience. Karis Levert, he, these guys have these guys haven't been in that situation. Knicks have some guys who have at least tasted the playoffs in Randall and RJ Barrett and Emmanuel Quickly and Obi Toppin. I have no problem seeing the Cavs in the seven game series. And it wouldn't be in a first-round series, most likely, because I don't think the Boston Celtics are going to slip beyond two. I know right now they've slipped because of this game. Now they're in second place in the Eastern Conference. I can't imagine they fall to three. So I don't think you're worried about a 3-6 matchup with them. But if you're talking about a second-round matchup with the Boston Celtics, I think the Knicks can compete. I really do. I think the Knicks have shown that they match up fairly okay with the Boston Celtics. Um, in some ways, these teams are kind of mirrors of each other in terms of how well they, they play defensively. Celtics have, you know, two supernovas offensively in Tatum and Brown. But the way the Knicks are playing right now, I think that they can get to the second round of the playoffs. And once you get to the second round, anything's possible. That first round is where you kind of separate the pretenders. Once you get to the second round, that's where all the real good teams are playing. At that point, anything can happen. So Knicks get to that position, they could be in really good shape. Do you think this Knicks team can not only get to the playoffs, but win around the playoffs, maybe win two rounds in the playoffs. I think they could win around absolutely. What do you think? 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Knicks pummel the Boston Celtics at Madison Square Garden. Introduce the Boston Celtics to the New York Penitentiary, locking them down at MSG. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... 
They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.